0: Hello, my friends. Welcome back to Cloud Wars Live, the podcast where we're exploring the digital revolution. And I have to say that one of the things that's been happening throughout this part of the revolution is changes in the workforce, changes about how companies are looking at the levels of staffing they need, the types of people they need, where those people work, uh, what sort of skills are needed here. So, one of our, our great friends here, one of our monthly digital all stars, Pat Fitzgerald, is on today with his business partner, Mark Hatfield, from their company CareerAv, to talk about what happens or what are some best steps forward in case you've been one of those people who's lost a job. So, Pat, it's great to see you. Mark, welcome. Thanks, Bob. Thank nice to be back. And, guys, you know, with what you're doing with CareerAv, right, it's everything from recruiting and career coaching and so forth like that but also in these times it sounds like you've adapted and built up some plans and uh, outlines for people some expertise to help folks who've been affected by you know these massive rounds of layoffs that have been coming through and I guess Mark and Pat uh, we'd love to say that there's not going to be any more of these layoffs. I don't think that's the case. Agreed absolutely agreed and Mark and I have been blessed Bob over the years to
1: To really be in the talent business, to be in the talent, you know, recruiting and coaching business, uh, I, I I suspect having been, you know, both in corporate and on our own agencies like we are now, we've had the opportunity to really talk about career advancement, career guidance, you know, career coaching. But today's topic is going to be more about you've been laid off or the company you're with is really not the right place and there's going to be a lot of that as you said earlier in our in our comments um you know there are layoffs in the tech industry and there will continue to be layoffs we suspect uh, none of us know what the economy is going to bear for the second half of the year but there's a lot of speculation that might continue to be you know s- certainly soft um, mark and i because we're partners and we have been friends for so many years we really trade off of each other i, I tend to take things a bit um, black and white and Mark is the emotional uh, he, he's the emotional gauge uh, of the partnership. Uh, so we're going to talk about what we think might be tactics or or opportunities to change the way you actually approach this this effort. We we call this it takes a full-time job to find the right job. And in today's marketplace, I'm going to share with you a couple of my thoughts on on the tactics. Mark's going to share with you a couple of the, you know, the attitude and how to write things and, you know, positive uh, arrangements, because we know, we all know, and it doesn't matter who you are, you know, if you've been laid off, it's emotional. Yeah. It, it hurts. It doesn't matter, you know, you know how good you are, you, you know, you've been affected. We've all had that. So for us, hopefully this will this will really give a, a a baseline, a platform for, you know, everyone. And and we look at this at the executive level and we look at it at the early talent level. And we're gonna we're gonna highlight, you know, when we talk about personal networks, you know, they're different at the executive level versus so we'll we'll talk about those different characteristics. Great. Uh, so Uh, Mark, if you're comfortable, I'm going to kind of take on the 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 tactical piece and then, you know, uh, I'll hand it over to you and and we can talk about uh, how to write things and, you know, the emotions of it. Yeah, go for it. My feeling is for everyone that's listening. You've been laid off. Take a breath. You're okay. The market's going to come back. It always does. It's going to be, you know, in some cases, it's going to be a prolonged, you know, situation where it might take you a little longer than you'd hope. But the best thing you can do for yourself that you, once you've been affected by, uh, you know, a layoff or a riff, is take a step back, take a vacation, take your wife, your significant other, whomever on a weekend just to get away and take a breath and think about what you really want to do this is an opportunity. This is a time that this is a real opportunity for you to be able to I, I you know, identify, you know how you want to move forward in your career. and it and it's it's about advancing your career, not finding a job. That's the mistake. and Mark will talk about that. That's the mistake of taking the first job. That's a huge problem. So what we're what we want to share with you is and and we all love LinkedIn. I, I'm a big LinkedIn fan. I was on it from the very beginning. But what you're doing today on LinkedIn is the wrong approach, and so we're going to guide you on some different approaches to, you know, exactly how we feel uh, you might really be able to change the way you look at the next opportunity. So that said, uh, I'm old school, and everyone that's ever heard me before knows this. So my feeling is, and I know you know for the early talent, you're going to do it differently, but my feeling is, is you should take two pieces of paper. One and build, you know, those the names of the companies you really want to work for. And on the second piece of paper, write down your personal networks. Now, the mistakes everyone makes are that the, 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 the first one, the company is easy, right? There's a ton of companies out there. You have to look at the marketplace and think about which companies, you know, have the cash, will survive this, will actually flourish. In a down economy, we see this all the time. We see companies absolutely flourishing in down economy. We're going to see that again. There are certain technologies out there that will absolutely, go, you know, expand during this down economy, you know, solutions uh, that will actually save corporations money or save them litigation dollars. There's all sorts of technology out there, platform solutions versus single point. There's there's just tremendous opportunity in companies that will really grow. So again, I want to get a little detailed. So forgive me for this, but we want to show you, sit down and write down those companies that you have liked and admires, admired in your space. Now, my advice is, expand out of your space. If you're a technology person, you might look into the banking industry or the insurance industry or the biotech industry, because there is a huge amount of technology in all of those. So don't be limited. So my advice is write down the names of the companies that you actually would like to certainly look at. What what you're not going to do is go apply. That's, That's not what we're suggesting. We're suggesting you actually do your research. We, I believe, and, and again, it's old school, but it really does take 40 hours a week of your effort to find the right job. And that's an important statement that we hopefully you'll you'll be comfortable with. Now that doesn't necessarily mean you're spending 40 hours a week sending resumes. That's not what we're suggesting. You've got to do your homework. You've got to look on Glassdoor, you've got to look on the on the sites, you got to look on the, you know, the the K1s to make sure that you know how healthy and the company is and how how strong that leadership team is and is this a leadership team that you really want to be a part of? And so we're advising that you really do your homework on the companies. The nice thing is, is that LinkedIn is a huge tool for all of this, but it's not the only tool. So do your research because you're going to be applying specifically to those companies, not through LinkedIn, but through their website. And that's a different approach because everyone is relying heavily on LinkedIn. Again, I'll, I'll say it, you know, as many people can hear this, LinkedIn is a fabulous and valuable tool, but it isn't the solution for where you are today. So We're going to suggest you do and keep expanding that, you know, that 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 list uh, for the early (laughs) for the early talent. Okay, you're going to do it on a spreadsheet. You're going to do it on a whatever. But, you know, create two lists. Right. The first one being companies and do your homework and write the homework on that list. The second one is your network, and this is the one that's, I think, most important, and this is just my feeling. For those of us that have been in the industry for a while, you've got a strong network. The mistake you will make is, you will actually think that the network is someone that likes you, your friends, that's not it. It's people who you've worked with and for, over the years, and you may not have known them, but they will remember you fondly because they knew you were a talent when you when you worked for them. And you may not have had beers with them or, or become friends with them, but your network isn't just those people you can call. It's actually people that will know you and know your name and know your reputation and continue to add to that list. That's a huge. And for those of you in the early talent in your early careers, that might really be heavily dependent on your social network. And that's perfectly fine, but you've got to expand that network. Now here's where it gets interesting. So you take that personal network, and you look at that. You, you've you've done your homework on some of these companies, and you you know initially you've got three or four companies you're kind of interested in. Now look at their look at LinkedIn and look at their LinkedIn profile for the company and see if any of your personal network is employed there. Mm-hmm. The reality is your network is going to be your biggest
0: avenue. Uh, if you're a you... oh, go ahead, one sorry. You just mentioned like on your list of companies three or four. I I don't know. I got the impression that that list of companies well, could be 15, 20. It, it should be
1: 100. Yeah. But what I'm suggesting is the first three or four that you have gotcha. researched, now you're going to go look at them. The yeah. second three or four to five or seven that you've researched, it it the list is going to continue to ex- You're absolutely right and if I if I said it incorrectly, Bob, you know, I appreciate the uh, the correction. But yeah, that list of companies should be 50 or 100. But you're going to take them in chunks and bite sized pieces where the first three or four that you like, five or six that you like, you're going to go look at them and, and check. You can't you can't check 50 and, and all your network at the same time. So you want to kind of do it in bite sized pieces. Right. Does that make sense? Perfect. Perfect. Okay. So first of all, look at your network and see if they're there and then, you know, reach out to them. Can you know, will they be an advocate for you? Right? You're going to apply for these jobs. Second is you're going to go look at the company's website, not their LinkedIn postings. The problem with LinkedIn right now is because there's so many people that have been affected by these rifts that everyone else is applying for those jobs that are posting. You're just not going to get the response. So you want to go look at their website and look at the openings that they have and, and when you talk to your personal network or someone that's in your network, hey, I'm applying for these two jobs. Would you be willing to be an advocate for me? Right. You can communicate right on LinkedIn for that, but apply directly through the company website.
0: Yeah,
1: And then if you get an interview, we'll talk about that in a minute. Mark will talk about being prepared and what have you. So and then second is that network is really important. I'm going to suggest you go back out. And I know early talent is better at this than we older people are but you're going to go out to your network and you're going to ask them you know hey i'm looking for my next opportunity you don't have to say you've been laid off you don't have to do any of that i'm looking for my next opportunity you know if because that network might be of people that are in the same space as you and they may be getting phone calls for jobs that they're not interested in but then they'll say, oh, I forgot if Pat's looking. So, yeah, maybe that's the right job for Pat. Excuse me. <clears throat> and so you want to build that, you know, that 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 network that's actually, you know, helping you to advocate for helping advocate for you. And if they hear of something, they're connecting right back to you saying, hey, I just Pat, I just heard that X, Y, Z has this opening. Again, when you look at the companies, look at roles that you actually can do and want to do, don't be too big don't go after something that you're not really scaled for but do go after roles that fit across you know a broader spectrum of the areas that you've certainly been successful to me this is this is the foundation of how to look for the next right career move I believe, as as I know many do, that, you know, this could be a positive opportunity. It could be even a better role than, you know, and, and the mistake we will always say, we'll always tell you is, the mistake you'll make is being nervous. You should be, It's it's an uncomfortable time, we get that, but don't take the first job that comes along. That is the mistake that 90% of your friends will tell you, I made that mistake and I regretted it and a year later, I had to leave, or you know, it affected me, you know, in a terrible way. You got to be a little careful about how your career track looks, right? Too many short stints is going to have an effect. So you want to be very careful not to, you know, we all understand financially. You don't have a lot of time. We get that, but try really hard to do your homework and look for the right roles versus just come, just take what comes along. And and that's an active model versus a passive model. And so we really want to encourage you to do your due diligence, do your homework. We'll talk about the interview cycle in a minute, but Bob, go ahead.
0: There were two things that that really popped out there as an, an outsider, um, not in any way an expert in this field, but that as I was listening, two things that really jumped out at me from you know all the great stuff you've said. One was, you know, what we talked about, make an expansive list of those potential companies you want to go to. And I loved your advice about don't just stay in one narrow field because kind of everybody's becoming in some ways a tech company now. Unbelievable. Great point. Then what you said about your list or your network, it isn't just your friends, people you've known, worked with. So I think the, uh, you know, job seekers you're talking to here should be pretty ambitious about that. There's no harm in putting somebody on that list, even if, you know, it might work, it might not. And the other thing, Pat, that you said early on, Think of this in terms: you're not looking for a job here. This is a career development path, a career adventure. And what you just said about the, you know, don't necessarily pounce on the first job, even though it's like ah, it's not really what I want, but it's going to bring in a paycheck. Try to resist that temptation, right? That's a
1: terrible mistake, and it, and 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 again, you know, I'm black and white. Mark has the emotional side better than I do. It, it will crush you emotionally, right? You'll you'll go from a a challenging time where you're emotionally already fragile because you've been affected in a riff. And then you make the mistake of going to a lot, you know, a terrible position or the wrong position or the wrong company. And then it just continues to go downhill. It will take an effect and, you know, a true effect on you. And, and that, you know, changes the way you look at your, you know, your career advancement. So absolutely. Now, you know, again, we all understand you know, you're in a you're in a moment where you've got to you know find something as soon as possible, but try really hard to do the do the work now so that when you're looking at roles, now you're looking at roles that are not just act you know passively coming to you you're actively creating opportunities where you're looking at roles that you've sought out that you've done your homework that you've done your research you've looked on glassdoor the leadership is the right leadership the company has the right you know qualities that you're looking for the company is doing well look at you know i i know we're all not worried about this but look at the you know if it's a private equity funded company you know, do they have enough income, you know, in the bank to sustain a prolonged downturn? We, we can certainly talk about that later. What, what I hope comes out of this, and Mark and I have talked a lot about this, we've been blessed to be in the business and in the industry we're in. Mark and I open the door right now to all of you that are listening, that are interested. We will help, you know, we'll offer you free of charge coaching, interview coaching, you know, how to write that email. You know how to be positive in the way you approach things. Um, Mark's email, my email is pat at careerav, C A R E E R A V E dot com. And Mark will give you his, uh, you know, when he, when he starts talking about, you know, the, the, the next phase of, of this conversation.
0: All right, pat, thanks. And uh, everybody, it's careerav.com is the website. And uh, Pat just gave his email address. So Mark, Pat has, uh, sort of portrayed you here as the emotional side in this, in this partnership, but it looks like you've been out doing some uh, construction work there, Mark.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I uh, actually took the day off to help a friend out. And again, that's probably the emotional side. I had a friend in need, so I <laughs> took my day and my two sons and we went out to help out. So fantastic. Yeah, no, thanks. And in my email, like Pat's is just Mark, at careerav.com, M-A-R-K. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm going to feed off of Pat here a little bit. Pat and I have been best friends and business partners for, you know, 30 years. So, you know, we, we think a lot alike, but we, we're both very different in terms of uh, how we approach things and our strengths. Um, and, uh, but I've learned a lot from, from Pat, from listening to him. I typically sit in on a lot of his interviews at the executive level. Um, and, and I, I take notes and I hear what the executive leaders are saying when they're, when they're considering candidates. And ironically enough, the type of coaching that we're giving senior managers right now in many ways is the same coaching. I just gave to a group of high school seniors at the local high school that are getting ready to get out and start looking for their first job. Mm -hmm. And you wouldn't think that you would have to go through some of these such basic coaching and, and direction. But time and time again, we get feedback from executive leaders saying that the candidate lacked some of these just core basic uh, skill sets or personality traits or, or interaction. Um, And so, uh, you know, one of the things I talk a lot about is this, the emotional EQ. Um, and, and I really kind of picked this up from Pat. I've, I've always known about candidates needing to have a good personality, having to have values, having to, you know, apply to, you know, good corporate culture and their ability to do that. But their ability to, to show that and demonstrate that in an interview is very different. It's one thing if you're being asked those questions. It's another thing if you're able to to demonstrate it in, an, in in the interview process. And time and time again, when Pat is given getting feedback from executive leadership about candidates they liked or they didn't like, oftentimes it's not that they weren't qualified; that they lacked the the core skills to do the job. It was. They just didn't like them. They didn't connect with them. They didn't see them as somebody that they would enjoy working with day in, day out. And it doesn't necessarily mean that the person wasn't a good person. They just didn't know how to connect with the interviewer. Or maybe the interviewer was hard to read and just was distant from the candidate. But when a candidate is able to do that, they have that skill set to read the interviewer, to connect with them, to to listen and and really add value to that conversation. And I say conversation instead of an interview. Even if they're not a fit for that job, the customer wants to find a role for them within the company. Mm -hmm. And Pat and I have candidates today that, you know they weren't a fit for the position that we put them into because for whatever reason, but the client is still looking for a home for them because they liked them. They they saw the value and they saw the the good culture fit and corporate fit for them. So um, that emotional EQ, um, it, you know, for me has become a, a bigger focus um, than uh, than what it what it what it used to be um so um i so i like to look for that i like to coach for that i talk to early talent um about that and in helping them to understand that that is a skill set that is a focus that they also need to develop on top of their their career skills
0: hey mark i want to ask that that ties in with something that pat's always talked about you know do your research be prepared and there might be some uh hiring manager executive that you know no matter how much research you do you know there's just not going to be a connection but if you can know some things about that person his or her background his or her company you know what at least it gives an an instant. and i think it also shows in the mind of the hiring manager like this person did his homework. And then you start to lean forward a little bit. Is that fair? It's absolutely fair. And it really
2: starts even with with Pat and I. Um, Pat almost always ends his part of the discussion after he's explained the role, explained the relationship, explained the opportunity. He will almost always leave the candidate with, Have I explained everything to you? What have I missed? Like, what is it that I didn't share with you that you need to know about this role? The candidates that we're most impressed with and we have the, the best gut feel about are the ones that actually have questions. You know, that they demonstrate they really know that role and they're asking good, smart questions about that position. The ones that say, no, I think you covered it. Well, we we know we haven't. <laughs> we know we haven't given them everything there is to have. Um, we just kind of it kind of leaves us lackluster.
0: Yeah.
2: Like, are you really interested? Are you really engaged? Do you really know this job well enough? Um, so, them leaning in, having questions, showing interest, giving us insights to things goes a long ways. Yeah. And Pat will Pat will even say um in the email um hey i see you have this role you know i'd like to apply for it no um hey i see the company's growing i see you're in this technology i see you've just been abc on you know the most recent uh, you know newspaper um like showing that i know something about your company other than you're just you're just looking for talent right now
0: yeah and uh, the first question shouldn't be, "How many vacation days do I get?" Right, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> Exactly. So, to, to
1: playing off of Mark's points um, so again, this is where I so I'm an introvert, which is really awkward for me. So I look at how I can how I can differentiate myself. And everyone that goes into an interview or into even presenting their background, this is an opportunity and you have to present your best best self if you know the best foot forward mark touched on a couple of really critical topics right bob you keep asking the right question do your homework be prepared if if at all it throughout the entire process whether you present your resume or you've got an interview or you've been turned down or you get the offer at at each stage differentiate yourself prepare to to really show that you're not the same person as everyone else that's uh, that's applying for the job. No, there's a ton of people applying for all these roles. So to Mark's point, how to write the first email, right? When you're submitting your resume in for, you know, a first opportunity, it, it shouldn't be, hey, I, I see this opportunity, it, especially if you are sending it to your personal network or the hiring manager, which is, you know, I've done my homework. I love I really, really like, I don't think you can use love in an email, but I really like your go-to-market strategy, where your, you know, where your product is going, the 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 recent release of X, you know, this new product. This is fantastic. I'm very interested in the opportunities. And I am applying for a couple of roles, and these are those roles. Don't start off with, I'm applying for the role. Start off with something that's that's really relevant to that person because you're gonna get their attention. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And they're going to they're going to submit it. Mark touched on a really important topic. You get into an interview cycle, especially if you're an early talent and and there's a lot of other people out there in the in the interview cycle. I may not connect with everyone in the interview cycle, just my personality and, and vice versa. But what you're looking for is to be able to have one of those people that you've made a connection with. Find an advocate. And and when they sit down at the end of the day and they debrief and the other two may say, yeah, I like Pat, but, you know, but then the other person says, you know what? I connected with Pat. I think that this, this is a person that could be on our team. Mark, Mark, you know, really hits on a huge topic, which is most people, most companies look at hires, you know, from a job description, from a tactical perspective, can they do the job? But then do I want them on my team? Do I want? Do I see them being a partner and and someone that is going to be an, a real add to the you know to this team? That's the way you've got to think about it. And I always say to even the senior executives, you know, no matter whether you love the company or not, or whether you think that the offer is going to be substantial, draw a curtain down between you know each section, each each you know each component of the of the process, and make the interviewers fall in love with you.
0: <laughs> if
1: at the end. You don't fall in love with them and, you know, they make you an offer. You get to turn it down. But you have this this opportunity to present yourself, whether it be in how you present your resume, how you write that email and how and how you write that resume. We can talk a little bit about that. And this tends to get a little more personal, which Mark and I are willing to do some coaching. But I'm not a big fan of cover letters. I don't think anyone reads them anymore. But I am a fan of An objective or a summary or, you know, one paragraph on the top of your resume. Now, that needs to be a fluid section. If you're applying for one role, it should say something else. If you're applying for uh, something, you know, for something else you want to in that summary, you want to highlight the area of your background that connects directly with the role you're applying for. Yeah. But the email is, again, I can't say it. It's it's you're marketing yourself. It's a presentation. Write something about the company, flatter them to the best of your ability, know what you're talking about. And then it's same scenario. Mark, you know, touches on it really well, which is in the interview, have a couple of key questions. Most people don't understand this, right? You're the you're being interviewed. The interviewer should be should be talking 30 percent, listening 70 percent. Well, you have to do the same thing as the interviewee right ask open ended questions know that you want to get a conversation mark mark does this better than anyone i've ever met which is in a in a discussion it's a conversation you're not in an interview you're in a conversation think of it that way you want to get an ongoing dialogue back and forth with you and that interviewer so that you actually can make a connection that that's you know that's a key factor the other part of it is is making sure that you actually you know know you know, the, the, the types of roles, Mark touches on it at the end. Did I answer correctly? Do you need more details? Right. And, and I'm not a big fan of, in the first round of interviews asking for the job, but I am a big fan of saying to them leaning in, right. Body language, right. Don't sit back in your chair and say, you know, impress me, you know, lean on the edge of your chair and, you know, give them a little bit of body language. And at the end, you know, again, If you're not entirely sure it's okay, but at the end say, you know, I'm really interested. I'd like to move forward. I know you've got a process going. There's other people in the interview cycle, but I hope coming out of this, you realize my interest is very strong. That's how to close. Not, I want the job. What's the money. That's not the, that's not the close it's make them want
0: to bring you back through the process. Uh, Pat and Mark, you know, that as, as you gentlemen were describing, you know, some of this and that the, the, uh, the value that the right sort of attitude can have and the impact that can make on the hiring manager. Um, I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan for better or worse. Their coach, Mike Tomlin, is an incredible communicator, motivator. And he'll say things like, hey, you know, you can look at somebody's height, weight, how fast they run the 40, their vertical leap, you know, all this stuff, how much they can bench press. He said, I love to look at their attitude. And he said, to me, the way you evaluate that, he said, I'd rather in, in, in our business, he said, I'd rather have to say, whoa, than sicken. He said, so <laughs> I want that, that attitude, you know, the person that I, you know, have to, that is eager, enthusiastic, energetic, did his or her homework, knows what's going on, ask some questions. So Pat and Mark, as each of you have said, if maybe the interview was about this spot and the people say, well, you know, might not be perfect, but we want this person on our team. We want to get this person in. And even if it isn't me, I know somebody over in the other department or another organization, this is a winner that, and you know, I'm going to be an advocate for my, I, I think all of those things that you guys have said, really, really underscore that do your homework, be prepared, make the connection, reveal who you are. Uh, and, you know, without that, I, cause I think, I know do you have some sense now how many on average are or hiring managers looking at 5 10 15 50 people 100 so how do you stand out with those big numbers
1: exactly exactly and, and know that it's going to just take some time right mm-hmm. you 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 have <clears throat> you in the midst of it with a lot of other people um i i believe firmly at this stage that um It's going to take his his way, I kind of try to say that 40 hours a week, maybe only five of it is actually in an interview or less. So don't worry about, you know, the interview itself. Make sure that in the, you know, in the process, you you have fun. Mm -hmm. You convey, you know, the level of person that you are. Again, I say it, I'm an introvert. So for me, I try really hard not to oversell myself. Please don't oversell yourself. Don't be something and then show up, you know, something else at the job. That's a big mistake. But in that process, convey who you are by being, you know, confident in your own skills, confident in your own personality. You know, I don't believe in overselling yourself. I think it's a huge mistake. One of the things that I always tell even the senior executives, you know, when we do the coaching for them and, you know, the prep for the interviews, have fun be yourself in the interview let them see who you are have some relevant questions do your homework don't do an interview if you haven't done your homework and if you've got someone that you feel in your in your career has been a good mentor or or is a good partner and friend you know let them prep you for the interview right let them help you mark and i will gladly do that with you if you if you want to reach out to us through this process we know it's an emotional roller coaster you know during this time but try really hard to settle yourself down and just you know go at this a little more methodically than emotionally and by doing that you'll actually find that people will res- you know will respond to you you you'll get offers if you if you don't like the offer you can turn it down Right. You don't have to take the first job. Try really hard to differentiate yourself. And Bob, you said it nicely. That list should be ongoing. Right. It may take you weeks, months, I don't know, to, you know, to really find the right opportunity. That list should continue to grow and and the cross pollination of my personal network and the companies I want to, you know, I would like to apply for. Um know when you go out it's not hard to find a t- I mean now you know, with the internet you know being as as robust as it has become over the over the decades that it's been around you've got the ability to find out unbelievable amounts of information about every company and right. even the interviewer that you're you know if you know you're gonna talk with Bob Evans you know, Look them up on on LinkedIn and find out what is, you know, personality looks like so you can actually say, hey, Bob, I saw, you know, that you had this other job. I was in that. I, I work for that company. Oh, you know, I, just a connection. Yeah. Try to make some level of emotional connection by knowing and doing the research. Do not, if anything comes out of this, do not go into an interview that you've done no research. You will make a you will present badly. You'll make a mistake and they won't think of you for other opportunities. Do your homework, be prepared, be emotionally solid, draw a curtain down between the processes. Don't get overwhelmed with it. Yes, it's an emotional time, but try really hard to hold those emotions back so that, you know, you're really conveying the true you that will show up at the, you know, at the first day of the job offering.
0: Mark, I wanted to ask you, you know, Pat uh, went, just went through a list there of some very important do's and don'ts. And, Mark, you offered some very good do's in when you were talking before. What are a couple of things that you feel job candidates should be sure to try to avoid?
2: Yeah, Um, well, I can give you just from my own personal experience, because back in 2009, 2010, you know, I was a senior vice president of global recruiting for Fujitsu. I was at the peak of what I felt I could be at as a uh, as an executive in the recruiting field um and then i was laid off because of a because of consolidation uh and for the first time in 20 years i didn't have somebody asking me to come work for them you know i i didn't have people pursuing me i was actually having to go out and find something um and i found myself in my interview in fact i had one interview team tell me after we were done interviewing well mark thank you for interviewing us I was I was so much in my executive leadership frame of mind and I was I was directing them. I was speaking at them. I mean, I was taking charge of the meeting. I was showing my confidence. I'm sure I like turned them off completely. You know, like, who's this guy going to be when he comes in here? Right.
0: You pass um, out an agenda uh, sheet, Mark when oh uh, yeah <laughs> you
2: know, I like I was fixing all their problems in my interview, right? <laughs> um, so you do have to you do have to <clears throat> take a step back and humble yourself. I am now in the position of of needing a job, of needing them to like me, of needing them to want me um and and um and and really, taking that time in that interview to hear them, to hear what, what do they need to hear from me? Not do what, what do I want to have them hear from me? Um, And that's what I was doing. I was wanting to impress them. um, And I didn't, if anything, I turned them off. Um, So I would say, um, humble yourself, um, take a step back in your role, understand that you're there to get to know them for them to get to know you um let them ask the questions give them um a, a a good answer um but but take a break and ask them would you like to hear more did I answer your question is there anything further instead of just keep on talking and trying to impress and over talk and overthink it um, so that would be from from my own lesson, that would be the one thing I would say is is just humble yourself during that time frame.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> Mark, that's a great story. Right. Really wonderful. And. You know, it's it's a good counterbalance to what both you and Pat talked about. Go in, be yourself. You know, don't just sit back and wait to be told, but you can go too far in the other direction. Right. <laughs> Okay, thank you all for coming here today. Now let me uh, lay out the agenda. Um, no guys, that's great. Pat, Mark, any final thoughts, here that you'd want to share because you know all, all in all, I think this has just been fantastic and it's triggered a lot of ideas in my head that I hope we'll be able to yeah. follow uh, up with. I
2: would say that um, to Pat's point um don't take anything for granted. Don't take any interview. Don't take any opportunity for granted. Do your homework. Learn about the company. Learn what the company's doing, where it's going. Be able to talk about that in, in, in conversation with them while you're there. Um, um, uh, humble yourself during that interview. Um, don't, don't be desperate. You know, Enjoy yourself. You know, one of the reasons I like consulting is I get to do something different every three months. That's not easy for everybody. To for some people, that's a nightmare. Um, try to enjoy this process of of learning and meeting people and the challenge of finding a new job. Um, it can be scary, but it can be fun too. So so try to enjoy it. That's
1: right. And we do have an interview session that we have done in the past and. You know, again, go into any interview with three questions. One of them should be a connection question with that interviewer. What do you like about the company? Why are you there? The other two should be relevant to the role itself or to the level. Recognize that people that are in the interview cycle are at different levels. There's a peer interviewer. There's a boss. There's a hiring manager. So you got to have different questions. Uh, Mark said it really nicely. and And I say this as much as I can. Have fun. Yeah. Be yourself. Show yourself, let them know, but be different. Differentiate yourself by the knowledge. Don't don't go into it without actually having some really relevant questions. Or better yet, hey, I saw yesterday you guys released this new version. How's it going? Get a conversation going. But more importantly, the the tactics of how to get into the interview are really important. That's what we want to focus on today. Be careful how you write your emails. Be careful how you write your resume. Your resume, little details, guys. Everything you know is really important. Your resume chronologically should match your LinkedIn profile. If there's dates missing, that's a problem. You know, everyone knows that every interviewer, if they, especially maybe not in the first round, but absolutely in the second round, they're looking at all your social media, you know, uh, activities. Be careful. That's important, right? Um, I, I, it doesn't matter what you what you do, but just be careful, right? But make sure that they match. You know, have the have the the uh, the the real knowledge that you're a professional. You're looking for a professional career you're not looking for a job, you're looking for the next career opportunity. And you've got to be prepared to ask those hard questions to make sure that, you know, the interviewers really understand that, you know, you've got your, you know, your act together, and you will be a a solid partner in this. But take the time to do your homework, take the lists, I, I, the puppy dog clothes, if for those of you that remember this, write the list of pros and cons, right? Not the list of, you know, but the list of potential companies that you want to, and that can continue to evolve. And honestly, your personal network list is a large list. I don't care how long you've been in the industry. There's always that manager that you worked for five years ago that you still were good at what you do. You know, they may not have ever, you know, been a friend, but they will remember you fondly reach back out to them. Hey, I'm actively looking for my next opportunity. If you hear of anything, please let me know. People, I believe firmly, and I do believe this with my whole heart, that people want to help. And you know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't, Mark said it nicely, don't be needy, but be professional and ask for, you know, ask for some, hey, keep me in mind. That's all you have to do. Half of the people will absolutely do that for you. And I believe that with all my heart. And I think you just got to be comfortable enough to ask.
2: Yeah. And I would just add to that uh too. And and you really need to think outside the box it's not just a question of my network in terms of, do I know this person? Um, It could be, I know somebody who knows that person, or I know somebody who knows somebody who knows that person, or I know someone that worked for that person. I, I don't know the person hiring, but I know somebody that they know. Anything you can do to get closer to, having that relationship with them is going to set you apart. Any, No matter if it's first level, second level, third level, if you can somehow tie the two together, you connect that much faster than if you've got no connections whatsoever.
1: Yeah. And those of you like me that are introverts, know your facts. Connect with the people on data, on information, on facts. Be knowledgeable about what their company is doing and what the role is about or what they personally have done. You don't have to be an extrovert. You can be an introvert, but people will reson, will really respond to you by you having the right knowledge, you know, to be able to ask those, those questions in the interview. But to me, it doesn't matter what kind of personality you have, but you've got to you've got to differentiate yourself in those personalities. There are, there are those out there like Bill McDermott that everyone just, you know, frankly connects with, he's a salesman, you know, many of us aren't that person, but people will respond to you by what you know, and frankly, how much effort you put into before you go into the interview cycle, or even before you even present your job, you know, your, your resume to the offering. Do not, again, do not, Put your resume through linkedin again linkedin's a fantastic tool but you're going to frustrate yourself know that you're not going to get responses maybe an 80 percent of the of the resumes you submit don't be emotional about that know that this is just the way it is the recruiters or the ai or whatever it is that's responding you know are overwhelmed right now it's just the reality of it so don't be you know upset when you don't get a response yeah it hurts but know that it's just a, it's just the facts at this point.
2: Yeah.
0: That Mark, this has been fantastic. Really. Uh, we're going to have some fun with this. I think there's a huge number of people are going to get a great deal of value out of it. Thanks. You've given fantastic advice, the do's, the don'ts, you know, the analytical side, the emotional side of it, personal, professional, really been great guys. Thank you so much. Um, uh, and I just want to repeat for everybody watching here. This is uh, the two you know, founders of careerav.com, Pat Fitzgerald and Mark Hatfield. Um, guys, thanks. This has been terrific. Thank thanks, you,
1: Bob. Really appreciate it.
0: Thanks so much, folks. And thanks to all of you. We got some offers here from these world-class experts in the field. Take them up on it. See you next time.